how you doing? Do you want the whole list or just partial? <laughs> I wonder if anyone will be able to pick up on at least the partial from, <laughs> from the sound of your voice. Yeah. So I'm pretty sick right now. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, which is shitty and feels bad. Of course. Um, and part of the reason I'm sick right now is because my immune system is pretty severely compromised because I'm 14 weeks pregnant, <laughs> which makes you feel really sick. And it's, God. You know? So I'm a hot mess right now. <laughs> but, like, generally I'm okay. <laughs> You're gestating all forms of life. Yeah, the mucusy kind and the human kind. It's really the, weird. The mucusy kind. It's very bad. And mucusy uh, kind really is not what I was going for. I really meant, like, viral and or... <laughs> yes, I, the life forms that inhabit mucus, which, I mean, when you're sick, because my Bacteria. girlfriend is is also sick to the point where I politely asked her to leave the room during the recording. <laughs> um, you could have just that, let her stay. No one would know if it was no me or her. No one knows you or her. But then at that point, also, the the amount of coughing I'd have to cut out might yeah, just be, a lot. Be, might yeah. be a lot. So I'll stand by it. That's yeah. fine. Man, so yeah, the pregnancy thing. That's yeah. that's a huge fucking deal. Uh-huh. Was it on purpose? It was. <laughs> yeah. That's a good okay, that's the best start. I think everything after that, as long as as long yeah. as you're doing great, I'm sure everything else. Yeah. Mm. No, but it's it it was intentional but also happened like very quickly after Yeah. Know. I'm used to that taking not a personal experience, yeah. but I'm used to hearing it take yeah. a lot longer and a lot more effort. And you guys were just like, we don't yeah. play that slow game. Fuck I, that. <laughs> I know. It's funny because I feel like both very lucky in that sense because I know it's like really, really hard for some people. Mm -hmm. But also like if it had taken a couple extra months, I would have been fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because um, let's see. I went to your wedding. Your wedding was in May. It was. So... I remember having conversations with you about like, I don't know, we're going to figure out how long this will all take. We've got a lot to get in place beforehand. <laughs> and your body was just like, you get the fucking ball rolling. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's we're excited about it. It still feels very surreal. Like, yeah, I just started showing a little bit, which is mm -hmm. really weird. Mm. So I like walk around work and I look down and I like have like I'm I'm like preceded by this little bump. <laughs> Like, I just looked up, like, what? For unrelated so reasons, fun. I've been having a similar experience. <laughs> Someone did make the joke. I was like, look, I'm starting to show a little. They were like, oh, I just thought you ate a really big burrito. And I was like, yeah. well, I made fair. I mean, I, you and I have had several large burrito escapades. <laughs> and that's basically yeah. what that's basically what it looks like. Over the coming weeks, that joke is going to get harder and harder to make. <laughs> Just depends on how many burritos you want to eat, you know. Yeah, that's true. And I challenge physical. you to keep up with me. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll see. Well, I mean, I told you I was trying to do keto to lose, uh, to just to shed the holiday weight, which mm -hmm. which worked. I dropped a decent amount of weight pretty fast. Uh, I meant to go the entire month of January. Uh, I had to pull the ripcord a week or two early. Because I don't know how much I've mentioned about this in particular. Ke uh, keto is not a healthy diet. It's a way to cut weight. It's not a healthy way to live. Uh, <laughs> so it's like you do it short term. You do it for right. a little while at a time. And one of the reasons it's not that healthy is you, you don't hold as much water when you're not mm. eating carbs. 
um, which for regular people can increase the risk of getting kidney stones. Ooh. For someone like me, it pretty much guarantees getting kidney stones. And this time yeah. it got it got disruptive. It got yeah. like my urologist describes it as a gravel situation, <laughs> which was a haunting thing to hear. Uh, it still makes me uncomfortable, but basically, it was just so nonstop that I is was. Is keto worth it? When I'm not passing kidney stones, yeah, yeah, I think so. But if you know, if you know that it's going to cause them, this didn't happen. Like it happened a little bit. And here's the thing: when people think of kidney stones, they think of big kidney stones, and I've had yeah. big kidney stones. Very, very bad time. <laughs> Let's talk in, uh, what, how many weeks are in nine months? Let's talk the nine months minus 14 weeks time, and we can compare notes, <laughs> which, of course, My means... stone would be a little bit bigger than yours, but I guess we'll see. Exactly. I'm just going off of the thing that, that everyone says, that kidney stones are just like having a baby, that every woman is like, fuck you, don't ever say that again. <laughs> so I'm excited to have that conversation. But... Um, I have so many questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, the big one was bad. The big, the first one I ever had, I was just like, oh, did I sit on my balls? I woke up the next morning and I was like, oh, did I sleep on my balls? <laughs> and then I went to go pee and I collapsed and went to the emergency room. Oh, great. Uh, so this is pretty bad. Yeah. These ones are, the when they're tiny, they don't block flow of things. I'm so sorry, listeners. They don't block anything moving through the <laughs> tubes, but they cause some damage on the way out. Mm-hmm. So it's bad, but it's not collapse. Go to the emergency room bad. Right. And like one every couple weeks, like honestly, it's, I, I call it getting my period, which is another <laughs> thing that some women are like, fuck you, don't ever say that again. <laughs> some of them find it funny and I use that as my reason to keep saying it. Um, <sighs> so it's, it's, it's bad, but it's not that bad. But this time it was, it was a lot. And I was yeah. just like, I'm going to eat some Cheez-Its or going to kick myself out of keto. Yeah, that makes sense. You also just froze really bad. Oh, no. Hey, we're back. Hey, there you are. Okay. I'm going to step up my exercise to try to compensate for the lack of starving parts of my body, I guess. Um, So I may be able to keep up with you on the burrito thing because now I can eat real burritos again. Um, I'm I'm going to try. Wow, that... Sounded so much more enthusiastic in my head. <laughs> Sickness mars all forms of expression. The big problem uh, with your challenge, sure though, is conceivably I could increase my caloric intake to match the expansion of you, you know, growing a child inside you. So superficially, mm-hmm. we look like we're kind of on the same path. That'd be kind of a fun thing. It'd be weird to see a picture of two friends comparing baby bumps. Like, it's cute when a husband and wife do it. It's weird when your friend from upstate New York does it. So maybe (laughs) not. But also, the problem is, in nine months minus 14 weeks, I'm not going to do the math, you're... You can't just shit yours out. I can't just take a big dump, a big, horrible, painful dump, surrounded by loved ones and doctors. (laughs) That will fix my problem. But if I could, I yeah. imagine I would experience similar levels of physical trauma. Such such a gross, <laughs> gross conversation. Yeah, this has been great. We're disgusting. A really good start. Yeah. Well, this episode started with me hacking up like a humongous lump of green yeah. phlegm, so that was good. <laughs>
Also, for anyone who's worried, I am going to see a doctor this, in an hour. So I was actually I was actually I'm hoping we could keep the recording going into the doctor's appointment. Really get a scientific answer to how you doing. <laughs> but um, oh man, yeah. I imagine that the pregnancy has probably overtaken a lot because there are a lot of preparation considerations. Like, have you been doing m- much besides just maintaining your well being? Um, not really, because so. Like a lot of early, so I'm just into my second trimester, and a lot of first trimester symptoms are generally like nausea, fatigue, that's like kind of it, mm-hmm. like mostly that. I've been very lucky. I get really nauseous when I brush my teeth, oh. that's pretty much it, <laughs> which like I will take because that means I'm not nauseous all the time, but also brushing my teeth is it like a very uncomfortable sort of thing. No, it's like I oh. physically gag. Like I have almost thrown up brushing then my teeth a couple times. Then you just spend a year with a lot of mouthwash. Your Listerine budget needs to go up. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that that could be way worse. But my number one symptom has just been that I am absolutely fucking exhausted all the time. So I just like I work and I sleep. No, you like think yeah. that I was tired before. That's, like I yeah. can see it in your face. Like, oh, you were like tired before. <laughs> no, no. I could function before. I can't function without naps okay. anymore. I nap on all of my breaks at work. Legitimately, my both my 15s and my lunch break, I was sleeping on my every single one of my breaks. I would come home. I would have to sleep for an hour before I made dinner, and then I would go to bed at 9 o'clock or, like, you know, midnight, depending okay. on what my schedule was. But, like, it was a non-functional gotcha. amount of needing to sleep. I'm getting over that, which is really nice because now I can, like, do mm-hmm. things with my time again. But, like, I couldn't even watch TV because I just would fall asleep. No. Like, people are like, hey, do you miss wine? And I'm like, no, I just fall asleep when I would have started drinking. This is in audio format. So people couldn't see how actually sad you looked when you said you can't watch TV. <laughs> I felt so sad for you looking at your face drop completely at that one sentence. Yeah. Nothing else. Well, like, it just seems like something that you should be able to do. <laughs> but, like, nah, I just fall asleep. <laughs> Oh, well, okay, I see two potential, I see a fork in the road conversationally, one regarding TV, one regarding regarding naps. I'm going to take the nap road (laughs) first, because I feel like this is a less rich vein. This is the road less traveled, and um, metaphors are falling apart. I have also been napping a lot, not because I'm pregnant, but just because I get home at like 4.15, and I like lay down as soon as I get home. If Rebecca has anything (laughs) else to do and I'm home by myself... I've been napping for like an hour a day. Like I napped, I think an hour a day every day this week. Wow! I know you're doing it out of necessity, but <laughs> this is yeah, this is the first time in my adult life that I have uh, seized upon the opportunity to just nap a lot. And I'm feeling pretty good, just yeah. generally. Um, I'm not sick yet. Uh, what? Is, she looked. <laughs> Rebecca just walked in. She looked very angry when Don't she did. Ever she compare. <laughs> Your naps, <laughs> the exhaustion and crippling. Ex- just don't compare that to that of a <laughs> See, I told you. Yeah. I told you. This it's... is exactly the kind of react. I can't have these conversations <laughs> with most people. Have you ever no. been so <laughs> in your life? No, it's because there's literally, like, I could not be awake. Yeah, like, it wasn't yeah. like, oh, a nap sounds literally good right now. It's like I would just fall asleep. She just, like, yeah. doing whatever. She, she's with you. I, yeah. Jesus. That's all. I had to, I had to <laughs> <laughs> she does know more than well i guess at this, at this point we probably know about the same about those first trimester naps but yeah good god dude like i could not stay awake and the thing that was the worst is that i found out i was pregnant in like very very early december mm-hmm. and so i went through 
all of retail holiday, like Apple retail holiday, being pregnant and exhausted, working like it was so busy. Mm -hmm. And my schedule was like either seven to four or three to midnight. Like, and it was just one or the other. And I was like dead. Like I was just literally asleep all the time. So I made it through that with no caffeine. So that's good. What? Oh, yeah. Because I was like, why would you do that? And then I thought, oh, because you're being a a responsible person. I like Um, read a book that was like, caffeine really isn't that bad. Like as long as you're not drinking eight cups of coffee a day. But like, I I don't miss uh, it. And also like decaf coffee makes me want to throw up now. So yeah, that's fair. I mean, I'm just not going to do it. I I know a lot of those like dietary recommendations are kind of like, you know, weight limits (laughs) on an elevator. It's like, you can go way over this, but just to be safe. You know, just, you know, because I I know that I have the kind of, um, I get the kind of like cravings and lack of self-control where if I'm like, you know what, I'm allowed to have one Oreo, so I'll just have one Oreo and then I'll have 40. Uh, There are 40 in a pack, so I'll eat it. Like it's, so I I guess I get it again from the engineering perspective, like, yes, you can have more than like 10 people on this elevator. But we don't want to tell people how many they can actually have because then they'll be like, what's one more? And that's going to kill everyone. Mm. So I, I, yeah. I get it. Um, but anyway, I thought I could talk about my naps and my girlfriend said no. So uh, <laughs> no more naps. I can't nap anymore. No, it has been. No, it has that's... been nice. I was I was thinking it because pre-pregnant Laura, the Laura I've known for, for most of the time, you still enjoy naps just as a yeah, general Yeah, but I just rule. didn't really take them. Like, I would maybe take a nap every six weeks. I feel like that was still more than I ever took naps. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe. I, it's it's a thing in my mind about you that every once in a while I get a, ta- a, a text that's just like, dude, I just took a nap and I feel so good. Yeah. And like, <laughs> now you got a huge it's smile. They're so great. They're no, so I mean, I, I love naps. I, I love naps. I've hated, I hate unexpected naps. I've always said I kind of hate naps because mm. they screw me up, but I hate unexpected naps. I'll also take naps on my breaks. Um, I, I work with a lot of people now that I worked with at Apple and Manny in particular has a lot of pictures of me napping. <laughs> so every once in a while, he'll just send me one and he's, and he's like, I got so many of these pictures, bro. And I'm just like, cool. That makes me warm inside. Yeah. I like that that happens. It, it, he still does it. He's good people. I love that guy. Um, good. so I told you there were two forks in the road based on the napping television conversation. Yes. So I want to talk about the television side of things for a bit. I have been uh, watching Picard, yes, and yes. I love it. Oh, man. Uh, were you able to watch the second episode? Yeah, I actually had to call out on Thursday, so I watched it I assume you did because we share the account, and I saw that it was at one point fully watched and then at one point halfway watched. And yep. I was like, hmm. Uh, <laughs> yesterday, uh, Rebecca actually had to attend a funeral, and me and my infinite lack of consideration said, well, I'll watch the episode, and I'll watch it again with you when you get home. Wow. Uh, which, which, I mean, like, I I set the expectations a while ago, like, hey, this is this is my thing, and I've been very supportive otherwise. Um, but I, it it is that compulsive for me to watch it, and I yeah. was so worried. And I think I said this last month, I was so worried. I'm coming across as such an asshole this episode. Um, I was so worried that it would just be a shit show in the writing. The first Mm -hmm. episode of Star Trek Picard, I was just kind of worried 
from the first episode, there were a few points where I felt like his motivations were jumping around a bit. Yeah. And a few, like, threads that I thought they would never really resolve, because Discovery did a lot of that in its second season. Um, after watching the second episode, I feel pretty yeah, good. Yeah, I really liked the second episode. Also, it made me think, because we were talking, we both listened to The Greatest Generation, mm-hmm. uh, The Greatest Discovery. Mm-hmm. And you were talking about how surprised you were that there was no sort of like criticism of it. Yeah. But they watched the first three episodes together. And I was yeah. the only thing I could think. And I didn't text this because it was after the fact. Like, I want to get through those first three episodes and then mm-hmm. re-listen to The Greatest Discovery. Yeah. Um, have you been watching the after show, the Will Wheaton hosted Ready no. Room? No. Yeah. Is it good? It is. This is their third attempt at doing an after show for all this new Trek stuff. This is the best one so far. Uh, partly because Will Wheaton is so excited about everything Star Trek, obviously. Uh, But also, he threads a line where um, these after shows suck often because the interviewer can't ask a lot of questions. You can't reveal anything about future episodes. Uh, You can't say anything bad about the show, and that handcuffs you a lot. He's able to ask questions that are interesting, even if they aren't fully revelatory. Good. The one for the second episode in particular I felt was enlightening because he was he was asking questions about like why did you make these choices with the character and they didn't feel like boilerplate answers and mm-hmm. it, it also sort of made me feel a bit better about the show because they were like we know that doing Borg stuff is maybe inflammatory we know that changing Starfleet could like upset a lot of people. And like yeah. they're copying to that. They did say one thing that I didn't like though, which was, you know, this show is uh it's sci-fi it's sci-fi drama and discovery is is sci-fi action adventure. Cool. They were like, but we want this show to be more writing based. I'm like, all the shows should be writing based. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't do that. Anyway. Um yeah, yeah. I, I really like it. I think it's um I think it's a really nice pickup on both Nemesis and Star Trek 2009. Yeah. And I really like, I really like the Romulans that live with Picard. I was just looking for um, Laris and Zaban. Yep. I remembered Laris, but I couldn't remember the guy. I was just on I my phone. Remember, I yeah. Um, I am. Um, me too. What the fuck? <laughs> like, they're really, sorry. <laughs> I'm so tired all the time. Um. They're just like so lived in yeah. in a way that is really wonderful. Like it just feels very natural that they're there. I don't yeah. know. They're both great. Yeah, I I wasn't ex- whenever you're starting especially in Star Trek, a new show with a new cast and a new set of things, it's always like how long is it going to be before I care about these people? And yeah. those two really just hit it right off the bat. They yeah. they're like cute and familiar. And when you realize that they are, you know, former Tal Shiar secret agency yep. operatives and everything they say comes from like this haunted experience. Um, it's just so. They play it so well. Yeah. And they play it great. whimsically. Like I felt both amused and sad when she was like, take him with you. You can both die together. Yep. Calling Picard stupid for yep. wanting to help other people. That was such a good moment. It was. It, it, it's it's this show is succeeding in the simple moments in a way where I think discovery relies very much on Sinequa Martin Green to carry those moments or at least yeah. gives too many of them to her. Um, this show is not just leaning on uh, Picard himself already and we haven't seen a lot yeah. of new characters. I love Allison Pill's character. I'm really yeah. I'm really excited to see um, 
Uh, I'm really excited to see more of Michelle's Heard character, who we saw at the end of episode three. But both Greatest Discovery and Akiva Goldsman, the producer, said the first three episodes are like the pilot. And this is the first show that had a 45-minute pilot ever. It's the shortest pilot in all of Trek ever. Or is it the longest because it's three episodes long? Well, that's the thing. Like, Discovery, it's technically two episodes, but they put two out on the first day. And I was just like, I I wonder if the length of the episode uh, impacted me at the first point. Because for the first episode, like I said, I had some reservations. Once I saw the second episode, I'm like, okay, a lot of my worries have immediately been answered and paid off. Yeah. Um, I don't know if maybe they should have just put more out at the start. It's funny because I found myself in the middle of episode two, like not wanting it to end. Yes. And I was like, I'm literally in the middle of the episode. Like, why am I worried about it ending right now? But like, all I could keep on thinking was like, I want this to last. Yeah. No, I, because I didn't really have that experience the first episode. I was surprised when it got cut short to me. But in the second episode, every time it like went black to what would be a commercial for people who don't subscribe to the higher (laughs) tier. Uh, every time Aww. it went black to commercial, I was like, no, don't let it be the end. And then it would yeah. come back and I'm like, oh, thank goodness. Yeah. And then the one time it went to credits, I was like, fuck all of you. I know. Um, yeah. But um, I, I like how they're handling everything. I like how in the first episode it was they had his storage room that had all this memorabilia mm-hmm. and all these Easter eggs. And to me, that, that, really that felt like the show saying, hey, this is the fan service part. This is the yeah. room where you get your Captain Picard day banner. <laughs> this is where you get the Enterprise models. And then we're back to new shit after this. And I love yeah. that. Yeah. I love that so much. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it so far. I like wish I could binge watch it, but also like I guess it's probably good I can't. Yeah, I've been watching them multiple times. After we watched the first episode, Rebecca was immediately like, can we watch it again and scrub through for details? So, because uh, when, when I'm watching a new episode of Star Trek, it is like lights off, phones off, don't talk. It is yeah. it is a Dave Chappelle show. Like, that's it. <laughs> and and so the second watch through, we were like pausing and arguing. Uh, we had, we watched Star Trek Nemesis the night before just to refresh her memory on how Data mm-hmm. beefed it. And yeah. um, so she was like, oh, my God, this and that and this and that. And she's like super into it. And I've created a monster and it's wonderful. Yay. Oh, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't, well, I, I mean, I, you and I could probably talk about this until your doctor's appointment, but that might not be the best use of our time. But it's, it's very good so far. And I think as long yeah. as they continue to answer the questions that they ask, I think this could be, I think this could be a very good, enjoyable yeah. show. That I, so far, my final thought is that I like it much more than I've enjoyed the beginning of Discovery. Yes. So. Yes, it, it de- they definitely have a stronger sense of what they're trying to be. That might also yeah. be a little disingenuous. Discovery had the disadvantage of being the first show back in. Yeah. Uh, it also had the disadvantage of changing showrunners, which is very much like The Next Generation. The Next Generation changed showrunners so many times in the first two seasons, uh, and Discovery's doing the same thing. Yeah. And so far, Picard seems to benefit from having the same folks running the show the whole way through. Yeah. So... Fair. Yeah, I, I, I'm I excited for Disco Season 3, which I think is coming Me like too. right on the heels of Picard. But it's maybe a bad sign that one of the reasons I'm excited for it is that it might actually hold together this time. Because yeah. <laughs> Season 2 had some of like my favorite Star Trek episodes. Yeah. Like some of my favorite standalone episodes of all the franchise that I really, really enjoy. 
it's just when the season ended, like, I still really couldn't tell you how the whole Red Angel thing worked out. Like, it's not, yeah. it's not clear at all. And they tried to make it a big emotional thing. And I was like, well, it looked great. <laughs> it looked awesome. Yeah. Mm. Have you been watching anything else? Uh, Charles and I watched The Circle on Netflix, which is a social media experiment. I've seen yeah. posts about this on Reddit. I don't actually yeah. know what the show is. So there was a show that I watched when I was like, I don't know, in high school, I guess. It might have been reruns. I'm not sure. But it was called, I think, Isolation or something. Mm-hmm. And it was on the Fox. I watched it on the Fox Reality Network, which like I watched way too much of for a while there. Mm-hmm. And they basically put like a bunch of people in these little tiny boxes with no contact to other people and like basically did experiments on them kind of. It was very strange. Okay. So they would like when they were supposed to be sleeping, they would like turn on loud night like noises and lights and stuff and they had to like do challenges and like I don't know, it was very strange. Uh-huh. But the idea was like you compete in these challenges and whoever lasts the longest wins. The circle is a lot like that except also they put in like a social media thing. So there's however many people that are each in their own apartment by themselves and Mm -hmm. they can't communicate with anyone else. The only form of communication they have is like this social media thing called the circle. And so you can either catfish or be yourself. And like at the end of the week, you like rate all the players and then like the two most popular players or whatever that week's like trope is Mm -hmm. vote out a different player. And so like whoever gets the most popular player at the win and like wins $100,000 or something like that. And it like, it's weird. Yeah, it sounds weird. It's weird. And like, it was pretty, the first couple episodes were like really, really trash. Like we thought it was going to be an absolute shit show. You love trash. I like trash TV, but it was like really, it was like bad. Okay. Um, And then all of a sudden we just like, we're absolutely hooked like we couldn't stop watching it yeah that's how trash tv works it's i know but we were like so excited for the guy that won because he's like so genuine (laughs) and like such like a good human and we're like oh my god i'm so excited for him like i don't know that's what happens like when you start saying something ironically like you start saying lol out loud to make fun of it but then two weeks later you're like i can't stop yeah that's that's what these shows do you watch them and you think I am above this form of lowly entertainment. We're not. And that's, they, they trick you. They trick you. Yeah. And, I, and I know that I think that about myself and that if I watched it, I would be completely wrong. You and you and it. I would be having a separate podcast <laughs> talking about the circle. Um, yeah, it's uh, it was surprisingly addictive. <laughs> Other than that, I like it. No, I haven't really been watching a whole lot because yeah, I just you can't. I just sleep. Yeah. yeah. That is going to start getting better soon. That's good. I don't know when. I was thinking about the fact that you and I have had like a hard time keeping in touch for such a long time. And for the last couple months, and I don't know if it's because of this podcast, but for the last couple of months, we've been pretty in tune. We've been texting more. We've been playing more. Uh, yeah. The conversations I hear, I think, help a lot. Um but baby is happening, and I'm really wondering. I have no idea. Yeah, this is about to become a real uncharted frontier. Yeah. Uncharted by us, charted by everyone else in history. Yeah. <laughs> but we don't yeah. have the charts. No, no, I don't have any charts yet. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, we're thinking about trying to move because we're in a two-bedroom, which is fine. But, like, Charles really needs an office, mm-hmm. and so we need more space. So, like, that's got to happen. And then we have to actually start thinking about, like, what are we going to do with a baby? <laughs> What do we do with it? <laughs> you know, 
it needs so much stuff. Like I should start thinking about like when I want to have my baby shower. That's All such that a shit. that is the confidence that all children want to feel their parents have in them. <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, assuming that uh, we do not have some outrageous falling out over I don't know a Star Trek Picard season finale or something, but assuming that we don't totally drift apart, and I know this kid when they understand conversations, I can't (laughs) wait to say, "Hey, when your mom was pregnant, all she could say was, (laughs) what are we gonna do with a baby?'" (laughs) And then watch the kid's puzzled look, like, "Oh God, this is a disaster, isn't it?" And I just (laughs) nod silently. Uh, it's so funny because like I feel like so many people spend so much time and energy like planning as soon as they find out but I spent the first like three months being like I don't even know if it's gonna still like I the rate of miscarriage and all that shit and like I have diabetes and Mm -hmm. like there's all sorts of stuff going on like I didn't even assume that I was going to be able to Mm -hmm. carry this pregnancy until like last week yeah so like I didn't I like spent some time reading books and stuff and Mm -hmm. like going to doctors and everything but like I kind of haven't assumed that this is going to go all the way through yet. Yeah. No, I think that's a, I think that's a very safe assumption. You know, don't tell your friends you've you've bought a house until you've closed. That sort of thing. Right. Um, except this is, you know, much more biologically and psychologically <laughs> significant a process. Um, yeah. So, no, so. I, I get that. I. Um, uh, I, I don't really have. A frame of reference for this i'm trying to i had a thought but i lost it and i think it's because i can't possibly imagine the scale of affectation this is uh, of effect (laughs) that this has on your life right now just yeah i mean because actual pregnancy itself like has surprisingly little effect Mm -hmm. currently but like you i also, also know that that's gonna change yeah as like this actually progresses and as we start planning and like buying mm. things and if we actually do move like you know all that stuff is gonna change yeah i know that your sugar allergy can have some negative effects on on the pregnancy yeah. down the road but what if what if it also grants you like some sort of immunity to some of the common effects of because all you got so far is laura naps laura can't brush teeth compared to most of the things it's not bad it's not too bad so far yeah the no i like don't have any weird cravings i like don't have any food aversions except for like sometimes i will not want to eat something in that moment but Mm -hmm. like it's fine the next day yeah it's it's, like been pretty chill Hmm. so i wish i wish i could say the same thing about cravings I've been, I've been better again the thing about keto i appreciate is how it sort of shifted my palate a bit oh dude this is not gonna sound like a big deal what I'm about to say is going to sound so inconsequential <laughs> compared to everything you're going through and all the things you have to consider in your life. But I like tomatoes now. <laughs> and that's a big deal for me. I'm so me. proud. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I ordered a sandwich with tomato. I anticipated it and I enjoyed it. And that's never happened. I've always hated wow. tomato. But because of the food prep changes I've had in in preparing keto food and finding ways to use tomatoes as mm-hmm. like part of sauces and, and, yep. and salsas, which is Spanish for sa- sauces um, <laughs> and, and all these different things. I've come to enjoy it to the point where I just think I generally like them. And yeah, like I said, this is so inconsequential, but it's like a big shift <laughs> in my brain. It's really funny. 
don't know. Yeah, I I didn't like tomatoes for a long time because when I was like six, my sister and my mom were trying to get me to eat cherry tomatoes. Mm. And they were like, no, it like, tastes like candy. No. And I ate one. It did not taste like candy. And I was very lied to. Yeah. <laughs> so I went a long time without really liking tomatoes. But I... Let me tell you, you know how you, you got, you, okay, so because you like tomatoes now, <laughs> go out, find yourself a good, like, heirloom tomato, like mm-hmm. one of those really weird looking brown ones that, like, fucking, yep. you know, mm-hmm. slice it up, a little salt, a little olive oil, and then yep. if you want, like, some basil and mozzarella, mm-hmm. just eat that shit. It's so good. That's basically one of the things that I've been enjoying now is ordering, uh, there's a tomato mozzarella salad that's covered in like a balsamic glaze, yep. and and yep. it's yep, yep, just yep, yep. it's it's great. It's just tomato mozzarella arugula and balsamic glaze, and it's great. And it's like big chunks of tomato. And when I yeah. ordered that on purpose at a restaurant, I was like, "What's happening to me?" I felt like <laughs> Spider Man transforming into the worst superhero of all time because <laughs> now I just have, because I just have a slightly increased palate. <laughs> that affects what I can order off a restaurant menu. <laughs> uh, yeah, anything caprese I'll eat like mm. without hesitation. Yeah, there was a That's... really good deli in my friend's hometown, like the town over where I grew up, mm-hmm. that made a caprese chicken like sandwich, but it was on this like thick roll, and it was like breaded chicken cutlet. And that shit was so good. Mm. Breaded chicken and cutlets I've been, are amazing. Yeah, I've been. Uh, I have been having problems though with bread um i don't know why i was so confused when i said that is i haven't really done a lot of science on it because i'm not a scientist i've no i'm not but i haven't done any methodical observing of this where uh getting off keto i was like oh sweet i can have a burger with a bun that's great (laughs) and then i ate it and i passed out like immediately yeah like it just knocked me out and then the other day uh, then i started getting burgers where i'd take off the top part of the bun and just eat it like an open-faced sandwich which is heresy mm-hmm. to a lot of people i know but <laughs> i understand though but i enjoy that a lot and it doesn't fuck me up or make me sleepy so while i've gained tomatoes i might have lost something even greater <laughs> now as a diabetic it's just about <laughs> like finding the right ratio of bread I think because you're right. Like I liked when the ratio was a lot of bread. (laughs) (laughs) Trust me, I understand. Mm. I really do. For the first like, right after I found out I was pregnant, there was a weird time where all I wanted to eat was bagels, which like is really Mm. bad for me because I can't just eat bagels. No, you can't. They're so dense compared to other breads too. But I ate bagels like four days in a row, which is like more bagels than I've had in the past two years. Yeah, no, that's that's worrisome. It was delicious. For sure. That was fine. I've gotten over my bagel craving. I don't think I've... (laughs) uh, One, I'm never going to be over my bagel craving. But two, uh, apparently I will because I don't think I've had bagels since June or July. And it's partly fear. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I, I feel like if I eat a bagel for breakfast... My day is over. Yeah. And I'm, I'm worried like about that. It's like the worst breakfast food. I w- it's just like a fuck ton of carbs. Well, I guess cereal's pretty bad. But. Yeah. I don't even eat cereal anymore. I think I told you, like, I tried to eat cereal and I was like, oh, this is cardboard and horrible <laughs> and I don't feel full at all. So I just don't yeah. eat cereal, I guess. But ironically, I've started listening to The Empty Bowl by Justin McElroy. Oh. So I know more about cereal, but eat less of it. Know your enemy, I suppose. But yeah. the... I bagels are the best breakfast food like i gotta i gotta say that 
I understand the functional concerns you have with it, especially as a diabetic. <laughs> I just mean like if you're going to eat a toasted bagel with butter on it, you're not getting anything. I'm getting joy. Fuck off. Well, <laughs> it's so delicious. It's it's one of the it's one of the happiest food experiences I can have. It's it's like and I guess molecularly this is very similar. It, it's like eating <laughs> it's like eating pasta with butter and parmesan cheese it and salt. Almost like, exactly the same thing. It, yeah, <laughs> it, it is, but it's just like it it's good. It's it's happy mm-hmm. and I never get sick of it. Like, I don't know if I could eat it infinitely now, but back before I knew what I was doing to my body, I certainly could. Um, but now yeah. I know what I'm doing to my body. And more importantly, my body knows what I've been doing to my body, and it's yeah. fighting back. See, that's the danger. It's, uh, I guess, yeah, you you have a lot more perspective on that kind of problem. I'm just now yeah. learning. When it started fighting back, it just became not worth it immediately. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's just... I, I'm a pretty resolute person, and I can be very assertive about the things that I want. But when my body's like too much bread, dude, <laughs> I'm a big, I'm a big old bitch about it, and I just, I back right the fuck. Gotta down. listen to your body, man. Yeah, I guess I should have listened to my body when it was like I'm literally going to send gravel out through the most, <laughs> through the most well, sensitive you, thing you have. You did I, <coughs> eventually, which is something. Yeah. I still haven't had soda in what will be seven years next month. Um, It's exciting. And that was because uh, originally, this is before we knew I had a condition that makes me uh, prone to kidney stones, is I was drinking Mountain Dew instead of water, basically. I miss it. Laura, I miss it a lot, and I want it. But And I, I always, it's one of those things where I keep tricking myself. I keep thinking, when I hit this goal weight, I'll drink soda or when I reach like this level of dietary stability question mark <laughs> I'll I'll hit, like I keep telling myself I'll drink soda eventually but I I shouldn't but I want to and I'm I'm sad I'm like fiddling with <laughs> things off the screen because I'm sad and I don't know what to do about yeah. it um, I mean I don't know it just depends on how like because you always told me you didn't drink soda because you were like the addiction side of it was too strong that you didn't think you'd be able to stop yep and I think if you can control that, then, you know, have soda every once in a while. Yeah. But if you can't, don't do it. That's the thing worth. is, for me, the only form of, like, craving control has been abstinence. That's yeah. that's changed a bit lately um, now that I'm a tomato-liking <laughs> human. You might also drink soda for the first time in seven years and be like, what the fuck is this? That's true. I remember uh, I found this brand of ice cream called Enlightened, uh, which is lower calorie, and then they have a keto version as well. But the lower carb slash calorie version, I've actually, I, like, I super enjoy. Like, it wasn't an acquired taste. I tried it, I'm like, this is pretty good. And it doesn't feel, like, as heavy as other stuff. Um, nice. And then... I ate that during keto, which was cheating, but whatever. Um, And then Rebecca got Ben and Jerry's, and I was like, oh, fuck yeah, real ice cream. And I was like, I'm eating a pile of sugar. Like, I don't taste anything. (laughs) I don't taste the chocolate or the chunky monkey whatever. It is yeah. it is just a pile of sugar, and I don't enjoy it. I don't think you would like soda. I don't know. I I have been drinking I've, – I've, I've been sort of cheating myself a little bit because – um, there is a brand of zero calorie flavored sparkling water, which is essentially soda without sugar and without carbonation, uh, or, or without as much carbonation. And the carbonation is a big thing that I miss for sure. Mm. 
But uh, so I've been drinking a lot of that. You should drink um, Hal's New York soda. They have a cream soda version Mm -hmm. that is so good, and it's just it's just seltzer. It's like flavored seltzer, but it's like so that's a weird thing. I don't like seltzer. I like sparkling water. I don't like seltzer. Seltzer tastes like baking soda. I think it depends on the seltzer. I'm telling yeah. you, how's New York with this particular okay. cream soda? It like it almost tastes like soda, but without the like hit you in the face with that much sugar. I'll keep it's I'll keep an eye really out for good. it. But you might be right because I've come to enjoy uh, a lot of low zero calorie drinks. Unironically, yeah. where I'm like, this is actually good. What I've noticed is it's good because. The, the reason those things usually taste bad is because you have a sugary diet and then you drink a different kind of sweetener and that mm. really clashes. Because if, if I drink this stuff while I'm eating just, you know, like proteins and things like that, it tastes great. If I like have a piece of chocolate and then I drink the soda, this sparkling water, it tastes really bad because it's it's yeah. a different palate. So as long as I'm in that palate, it's fine. But that that has like what you just said is I think you might be right. That if I try soda, I might hate it. And honestly, that scares me more than anything. <laughs> I don't want to hate Mountain Dew. Oh, friend. I know you that. Will. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to like taste it one day and you're going to be like, this is absolute trash. What when I, I smell about? it, it still makes me happy. Like not even just like, a, oh, I'm taking back to my horrible Mountain Dew days. I drink it uh, or I smell it and I'm like, this smells good. This smells appetizing. My brain hasn't let go of that. Yeah. And you still might be right. And that'll just make the disappointment that much more severe. Yeah. Well, on that note, I do have to go get dressed so that I can go see a doctor. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm you sorry should to definitely end it do there, that. Though. No, you are you are totally fine. Honestly, I'm surprised you've made it you made it this far. Uh, Me too. I kinda thought for a second there I was gonna take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna lie. And then the audience would have realized my true narcissism when after nineteen minutes of napping, <laughs> Colin is still talking. Um <laughs> No, I'm I'm very happy for you that things seem to be going the way you want on paper, even though <laughs> th- th- your body hasn't quite gotten that that memo. Yeah. Um, and I hope that they continue to go well. But I'm very Thanks. nervous for what it will do for our ability to stay in touch. But yeah, but I mean, but when it comes to baby, that's not the most important thing. Because I mean, <laughs> what are you gonna do with the baby? Who knows? Nobody I mean, knows. Like, I don't know. Wipe its butt, I guess. <laughs> Feed it, probably. At the very least, I think no, if you I'm got definitely those two thinking things. like short term, like newborn infant is going to be a lot of, like I am fully going into this expecting the first couple of months to just absolutely blow. Yeah. So I feel like that's like a pretty good way to go in. I don't know. Rebecca's little guys are four years old now, and I think it might get worse because they don't develop rationality for a very long time but they do develop the ability to whine and argue (laughs) but they have no rationality so i think it's gonna be pretty much just ass all the way down first you're wiping it Mm. and then they are a bunch (laughs) of little assholes i'm not trying to scare you i just wanna (laughs) the little bit of knowledge i do have i want to shovel your way um as you go on this wonderful journey unquote Life and exploration. Yeah, well, at least I know it's only one, so that'll help. Yes, I imagine that would be be tremendous. Yeah. I have three cats, so I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right, I should let you go. You need to go be well. Uh, yeah, uncompromise your immune system. 
or just don't. I can't. Don't talk it to compromise people. Compromise on so many levels, and I'm not allowed to take like any medication for anything. Bah. I can take Tylenol. That's literally it. Oh yeah, that'll like, help with eat your honey. Sinuses. And I'm like, I can't eat honey. I'm diabetic. Oh yeah, I was about to say, why can't you eat honey? Yeah, no. Laura, you have too many medical concerns at the moment. I can't keep track of all these. Same. <laughs> <laughs> nap for that okay i thought you just said i have a nap for that because you're gonna i also have a nap for that it makes everything better (laughs) Uh, i think we've stumbled onto something wonderful anyway (laughs) i will let you go please feel better i hope everything continues to go well working Uh, on it and i guess i will talk to you soon unless you're asleep then i won't yeah yeah fair all right enjoy your tomatoes (laughs) (laughs) all right bye 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 How You Doing is a Common Geeking Program production starring Laura Becker and Colin Ketchen with editing and original music by Colin. You can learn all about the show at the website podfriend.pizza. It has everything you need to listen and to learn about the pod friends themselves, and it's an easy place for new listeners to jump on board. If you enjoy the podcast, reviews and ratings are the best way to show it. Tell a friend, share your favorite episodes, and remember to subscribe so you don't miss a thing. We'll talk to you again the first Monday of every month, so be sure to stay in touch. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon.